But I saw a coyote, Simon. But you saw a coyote. I've seen those. Yeah, they're God's free dogs. You can just take them. <laughs> the challenge is keeping them. Touch it. So welcome to Southpaws, episode 545, Full Moon Edition. A woo. I will not a woo. I no. resist your woo. You uh, don't want to get fined. I boycott your fined. woo. Ugh, felines. Yes. <laughs> not bros forever, woo. Woo. Yet. Yeah, the, the 14 werewolves are coming for you. <laughs> so there's that company called 14 werewolves. And, what? Um, yeah, there's a furry company called 14 werewolves. Oh, of course. It's furry yeah. company. One of the dealer chats I'm in was talking about, oh, MFF acceptance emails are going out. So, of course, I'm checking my email every every two minutes or something like that. And they screen capped part of their acceptance letter. And it was like, 14 werewolves has been accepted to MFF. If you're feeling adventurous, you can get bit and join the be the 15th werewolf i mean honestly you've seen that comic right where it's like oh no it's a full moon it's a fur con and everyone's like running up to put their heads in his mouth <laughs> oh, no i haven't seen that one yeah it's a fun little comic but yeah it's been a few weeks since we recorded because like life gets in the way usually like mm-hmm. i was sick last week it wasn't covid it was just a cold but yeah it was enough to preclude us from hanging out and prior to that like you were out of town shiva and you had a kid over at your place, and Panther had to be up really early for his for a job thing. Right. So we didn't want to teach a four-year-old any new vocabulary. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that's the problem when you get old sometimes. You just don't have Mommy, a good opportunity. It's like, why are they talking about tying? What's up with the ropes? There's no ropes involved. <laughs> Flair, it's not bright. Yeah, we're here. We're alive. We've eaten some very delicious pulled pork that Shiva made tonight. Thank you, Shiva. She shared some. You just made it during the day and was like, hey, I've got a buttload of it. Come have some. Mm. Like, oh, if you insist. I'll go freeze some of it, but it's better fresh. Oh, yeah. Please come eat it. (laughs) Well, because, like, we cooked dinner prior to this, but we had some gluten-free hot links and we did some rosemary oven pan fries using some of the rosemary you gave us a long time ago. We just kept it dry real well, and it's still potent. Mm-hmm. still mm. confers the rosemaryness from, like, two years ago. <laughs> We've just used it slowly but surely and kept it in a little jar because, like, my parents were around today, and, like, I get to see them. Like, I didn't see them last week because I was sick, and I tend to see them, like, once a week or so. They come over here, and we do stuff on this side of town. So I have to cook for them, but we had this gluten-free sausage because, turns out, wheat is in, like, fucking everything. Yeah. So you have to specifically look for things that are gluten-free. And it's like, gluten-free sausage. All right, fantastic. Yeah. Because <laughs> one time, like, my dad got served some meatballs. And you would think, all right, they've got a binder, but it's like oatmeal, right? Nope. It was wheat for one ingredient list. And, of course, my dad got sick. So yeah, that's one of the, the fun things about having celiac. Like You got to read the labels. Got to look at everything. Yeah. That means, though, that my dad can have Taco Bell. Poor man is like, he can have their tacos. And, like, that's the fast food that he likes to is eat. Is there, like, the corn-based, I guess? If he used the hard-shell tacos okay. and their meat doesn't have any filler, 
But like Taco Bueno has filler in theirs. Taco Cabana has wheat in their beans, their refried beans mm. for some reason. And like you were talking about earlier, like how yeah. there's soy in fucking tuna. Yeah. I I, dis- I discovered the hard way that albacore tuna and water in the little cans. I used to use it as a snack at work back when I lived in Florida to help with my hypoglycemia. Uh, and I decided to pick up the habit again and I started getting sick like every time i'd have it and i was like what the fuck why can't i eat this tuna anymore i looked at the can soy and i googled it why the fuck is there soy in albacore tuna and it's a preservative it keeps the shelf stable but you would i thought it was literally fucking fish and water you know but nope there's some soy in there surprise soy. i can't eat that anymore (laughs) yeah you know benefits of getting old you have sorts of all sorts of random ass shit that you can't eat anymore yeah like i've been allergic to soy for 25 years at least but um you know sometimes things you're more sensitive to or you you become more sensitive or you become less sensitive or it depends how much soy is in a thing like i used to be able to eat snickers bars without Uh a problem and the last time i had a snickers it was a problem you read the label that you now have soy no it's always had soy it's just that I used to not be as affected by, like, the soy lecithin, the binding type. And now you are. And now I seem to be more sensitive to that. Yeah. And that's in in fucking everything. Well, I mean, and then I became lactose intolerant later in life, and they have the pumpkin spice Frosties. Yeah. Now you Fuzz got one, and I tried a little teeny tiny bit of it, and it's super fucking good. Yeah. But you would pay for it? I would pay for it so bad. So I mean, can you take the lactate? Does it no, actually... it doesn't do shit. Oh. Like I'm it lies. I'm a bit lactose intolerant, but like I could eat that frosty and, and I won't have a problem. Um I usually take lactate if I have pizza or something, but like Saverin is way more lactose intolerant than I am. Like lactate doesn't do anything for him, so yeah, Panther likes to go to Culver sometimes because he really likes their custard stuff. I can take two, three lactate, try to have a little bitty one, and I'm just like, nah. So, anyways, this is this is us being old cast. Um, this is the problem when all your hosts are over forty. Yeah, you know, because we don't we don't care about young hey, whippersnapper you, things. Did you crest forty? I crest forty back in June. Yeah. Oh, I did not realize. I'm it was sorry. my fortieth birthday. I was. My trip was out to Anthrocon, and I was joking at the time that I was going to do all the whole, like, lordy, lordy, look who's 40, over the hill, honk, honk, you know, type <laughs> nonsense. And no, I had, I had a very, very good time at Anthrocon, but did not actually do any of that nonsense. Well, mm. if, I saw, if I realized what I missed you, I wished you, not missed you, but I did not miss you, happy birthday while we were there. But, you know, that's, that's fine. We got FC coming up. We got MFF. MFF coming up for Tyran and co. Yeah. But, like, Furry Fiestas opened their vendor apps. I got that in. Uh, so that's exciting. You know, the, the marketing has started up again. So you've got theme being on point. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're making some really good graphics for the, the marketing. I, I'm really interested if you actually get any pushback on a couple of the questions on the vendor app this year. Which one? Oh, the... um. Uh, there's a question that asks if uh, if your business is uh, minority person owned. of cover or indigenous owned, minority owned, basically. And then there's a statement that is uh, basically says Black Lives Matter. It basically says we don't want to hear we don't want to hear your bullshit. Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, I wonder if they're gonna get any. I mean, honestly, like, that'd be a fantastic way to filter out anybody yeah. you don't want. I yeah. mean, it's not like TFF hasn't 
blasted it over our website, over mm-hmm. social media. We've made our stances pretty clear. I mean, but it's, one of those it's really cool because it's like Texas. as soon as someone objects to that, you're like, well, we're not picking that guy to be in the dealership, you know? Yeah, I, I, I did that like day of... And was like, huh? There's some new questions in here, mm-hmm. and I figured I'd talked, I'd asked, I'd ask you kind of the same questions about it, like if anybody's been shitty about him because, yeah, but I haven't have, seen you for like three weeks. So if they have, it hasn't made it up to me because either a, it got filtered out, and they realized, you know, hey, I don't want to, you know, we've been pretty. There's no reason to escalate it, or just nobody's complained. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Or yeah. it's just there's like an auto filter on the email that just replies, "Lol, Lamau." No, I haven't been that clever. Nah. We're slowly going towards Fiesta ramping up, which is always exciting. We had a, a meeting here, and everyone's like, so how's it going? And it's like, well, we're, we're going. We're starting. <laughs> you know, electronic gaming, my- someone asked like if I'm going to have Mortal Kombat 1 at uh, the con this year, and I'm like, I guess I could buy a copy. No, you need to fuck with them. You need to find the actual Mortal Kombat 1 on, like, the, get a genesis the copy yeah, the, yeah no if i really want to really fuck with them get the shitty snes version that has sweat instead of blood and edited some of the more fatalities really oh yeah like they they I, I didn't know they'd done that i thought it was an option you could turn the gore on or off no uh in the original version for the snes of riddle Mortal combat with the seven characters mm-hmm. the nes the snes version had sweat instead of blood and some of the fatalities were changed Huh. Like the the heart ripping out, I think that got changed. The spine ripping got changed out. Like one of the fatalities got turned to where like the dude just kicks his foot into your chest and you crumple and die. Mm. Like it was very odd. Toned down. And people gave Nintendo no end of shit over it at the time. Because Nintendo's so, always like, we're the family. Yeah, they, they tried to do that people. nonsense. Yeah. And then in Mortal Kombat 2 and forward, it was the. It, you know, parody version with the Genesis and later versions. Mm. But actually, honestly, people had been asking for a gore toggle and fatality toggle mm-hmm. for tournaments because excessive gore in video games gets things flagged on Twitch. The fatalities in a tournament setting is just really fucking rude. Like, if you do a fatality to your opponent, it's viewed as an insult. Oh, okay. Which I mean, that kind of is because like, you've, you're you're murdering this person instead of just like punching them and they fall over, right? So they just change it to your character could just piss on the other guy's character. I mean, so wait, fatalities are in a tournament setting. Fatalities are viewed as declasse because you're already beaten. You've already beaten them, and now like you're oh, you're making everybody watch your character dismember this guy on stream. And it's like, all right, let's go to the next match. Come on, guys. Yeah. Um, it's a time thing, but it's also it can affect the ability for them to monetize the vods if they post post them up on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got mm. that. Um, I just could, didn't see why it was considered rude, though. I can see it's like basically it's, it's a time it. thing. It's rubbing in your face. It's running the clock. It's it's a multiple multiple things. Yeah, mm. I can see that. The, the other thing too is like for YouTubers that do like rate the fatals, they have to use characters that don't have red blood. Uh. So reptile is a reptile with green acid blood. So he's the guy that gets knifed in every single (laughs) fatality that they show off because, well, Mm -hmm. it's not red blood. Prior versions, they had to, like, make the screen go black and white. Like, 
they really had to do a lot of stuff to get around YouTube censoring to show off this excessive gore. Okay, I kind of understand YouTube having censoring because you cannot put actual video there. But it's really weird that Twitch has that when they are a video game site. Like, they know there's going to be fighting games with blood and And like, they have a setting now that if you're playing an M-rated game, it automatically toggles a age filter. So if you're a verified user... I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah, well, no, I'm saying that's... that's, They have these things in place, but they can still present issues later. Anyways... Basically, someone asked if I'm going to have Mortal Kombat 1, and I'm like, I don't know. And part of the reason that I haven't had Mortal Kombat in prior years, because, like, we had Mortal Kombat 11 because it was, like, 15 bucks on sale Mm -hmm. one Black Friday, and I got a couple copies. But it never got a lot of play, and because even though most of the people that are coming up to play games, there are sometimes kids, and... Mortal Kombat's an M-rated game that's super violent, and mm-hmm. it's part of the reason why I don't have shooter games up there. Mm. Like, even though it's primarily fighting games, it's like Guilty Gear and Street Fighter where there's not bloody violence. It's dudes punching each other, sure, it's like cartoon violence, but it's not, oh wow, that guy just like beat Get a man it. until his arm own arms broke off and then stabbed him in the head with the broken stumps because he's like a regenerating zombie guy. Let me ask you this. I saw it was called Mortal Kombat 1 and I was curious about that. Is it like a recreation of the original game with just modern day graphics? No, it's more that it's a bullshit reboot kind of thing. Okay. So Mortal Kombat's 9, 10, and 11 were their own little trilogy. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, Liu Kang kills the god of time, Kronika, and takes control of the hourglass. He becomes a time lord, functionally. He becomes the elder god. Mm. And he remakes the universe in his own image. And then Mortal kombat E shit happens, and the, he, for some reason he's like, I'm a time god, and Mortal Kombat sure fucked up everything, but I'm gonna recreate the tournament. Because reasons. Whatever. Mm. Because it was awful, so let's do it again. So yeah, and it starts up, and then like Shang Tsung is still around and doing shit. So Mortal Kombat 1 is a universal reboot that still has the Mortal Kombat tournament, and like some of the characters have been reimagined. Like, Baraka is no longer, like, from the race of the Tarkatans, as he has like a disease that makes him look like that. And like, Shiva, the character Shiva, no, Sindel. Shiva is one of the four-armed guy, Goro guys, like mm-hmm. gals, and but Sindel is like a good, a good queen because she's still alive at this point, and like a lot of the characters got rejiggered to be nicer. But so then, it's like their personal histories have changed because it's a time change. Yeah, but they're thing. still they inevitably end up in kind of the same areas mm-hmm. of being like you know I'm I'm Johnny Cage I'm this guy I'm that guy and the other and they end up basically being they their r- older versions <laughs> in the end of the game but this is more the playstation 2 era so they're well 9 10 11 were redos of 1 2 3 this is more like 4 5 6 which was kind of a forgotten era oh i didn't know the later ones were redos of the era. yeah it's it's very cyclical it's all whatever bullshit it's even if they're just remaking the games in modern graphics i mean there's a market for it so you know whatever it's fine it's never been my series that i really enjoyed but I might get, like, a copy for people to play. It's fun. To, movies are fun. Yeah. <laughs> and they're doing a sequel to the more recent Mortal Kombat movie. Oh. And it was not nearly as good as the original, I don't think. And one of the specu- some of the speculation is that they're going to tie this the next Mortal Kombat movie into some of the stuff that happens in Mortal Kombat 1. 
Right. Which is why they kind of made Shang Tsung look like the guy that played Shang Tsung in the movie. Oh, okay. Which, that's speculation, but who knows? I just know that people really like it and, Mm. you know, kind of get what the audience wants. Mm -hmm. Well... On the theme of Time Lords, I finally am current with Doctor Who. Ah, okay. I've sat cool. down like the last, I don't know, three, four days. That, and I, I watched part of the Jody Doctors, but I hadn't gotten all that far. I sat down, I watched everything and the specials. Mm-hmm. So I am current up to the last surprise regeneration. And I'm uh, like, okay, cool. well, the fans finally got their fan service back again that mm-hmm. they've been demanding. Yeah, I mean, it's for the 60th anniversary, yeah, so yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, part of the real reason they did it, so a lot, um, there's been a lot of discourse about that. They were like, Jody should have been in the 60th and then regenerated, or the the real next Doctor, Shudigatwa, should have been in, in the 60th. Uh, but the reason that they brought back another prior Doctor, probably everyone already knows anyway, it's being heavily promoted, uh, is that... Shudi Gatwa wasn't available to start filming ah. until a certain date because he was still on Sex Education Season 4, mm. which is apparently a, a real popular show. Uh, I haven't yeah. watched it. Yeah, little bits. It looks really neat. Yeah, and he was like a, he's a main character in that, I guess. Uh, so he was still filming that. So he wasn't available to film something that would be ready for the November specials. And in real life, Jody was pregnant. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would complicate matters. So, yeah, you know, by by bringing back another doctor, you know, you have your popularity factor for marketing. You have your nostalgia factor for, for people in that time. And, and you got your gap closed. And you also close your gap by, you know, your next doctor finishing up his prior job <laughs> before starting Doctor Who. He is going to be the doctor for a festive special, air quotes, we don't know whether that means it's a Christmas special or like they've done the last few years, they've done a New Year special instead. So they said that Shooting Atwa will be the doctor in a special during the festive season. So that's one way to put it, yeah. Yeah. No date on that exactly. They'll they're not gonna start promoting that until after They'll get it this, when you get it, you worms. <laughs> this trilogy of specials, you know, comes out in November. Like the actual anniversary is November twenty third. People are like what are the dates? And it's like, we don't know if they're going to like, are they going to release like three hours of Doctor Who on November 23rd? I don't see that happening. People are wondering, are they going to air them in three consecutive days? Is it going to be three weeks? And I, my my personal instinct is that, I mean, for promotion reasons and stuff, you probably want to drag it out as long as possible. See, I so it would probably gonna... be like three weeks in a row around the 23rd of november i can see that well then that would also let them put the quote-unquote festive special right at the end of the year yeah and they'd have four consecutive weeks of doctor who yeah but you know again speculation yeah yeah but i i'm finally current i i'm gonna miss her i did she was i always kind of start out soft on the doctors because i'm so much in love with, with the, the prior, prior one, one. and yeah. now I'm grumpy because I've got another one, so it takes me a while to, you know, grumble and groan and fine, mm. I'll watch the new one, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I always kind of lag behind on Doctor Who, New Doctors. I've done this my entire life because I'm grumpy because I don't want the old one to go away. <laughs> <laughs> I always you get felt- to the point where I'm kind of looking forward to the next Doctor as soon as I know that the current one is leaving. Eh. 
which I didn't really do with Capaldi because I, I really love Capaldi. Um, 12. Mm. But, um, you know, with everyone else, I was like, uh, it's like, oh, Tenant's leaving? Oh, I can't wait to see this Matt Smith guy, you know? Oh, Smith's leaving? Oh, this Capaldi guy looks really good, you know? And I, and then I'd watched him in, um, in the thick of it and in the loop. And I was like, man, I hope he brings this energy to the doctor. <laughs> Where he played uh, Malcolm Tucker, the sweary spin doctor for the <laughs> British government. Really good show. But yeah, and I think he yeah he brought a lot of that. But then yeah. 12 eventually evolved to kind of like be his own character. But yeah. no, I in my position on Doctor Who is that I, I've always kind of like, I just, I like the character in general. Like I don't have a favorite doctor. It's really hard for me to pick a favorite doctor. I'll get in the mood for certain eras yeah oh i feel like watching this one season of tom baker from the 1970s or something you know and yeah then i'm like oh i need some scottish you know and i'll watch mccoy or capaldi it's more that i'm not done with stories with that particular yeah i'm not done with that i agree with that you always want more like i could have done with a couple more seasons of of all the or last even few. or even well before the actors age too much out of what they're they look like when they were in the role yeah just you know, you could do because they go and they take off and they do adventures all the time off screen you could just bring them back for Christmas specials they don't ha- necessarily have to be in the current timeline mm-hmm. just brings back something fun with Matt Smith yeah. somewhere in the middle of his adventures. A one-off in the middle of nowhere. What I really want is a fucking, like, six or eight episode miniseries with Paul McGann. And, you know, I, a lot of people have said that also. Like, I'm not you the only me. one with that opinion. Yeah. And, um, like, you know, with Doctor with Who getting, like, a huge cash infusion? I mean, it might happen. I don't know. Yeah. You know? But if I don't know if you've seen the trailer. For, for, the, for the specials that just dropped like four or five days ago but like it looks great mm. like like production quality wise like it has never been better like everything just just looks stellar um it's they've they've got some more money now i think they're not you know, making up monsters with the spare change they found in the sofa. What I would really want is, you know, every doctor has its own look, you know? Yeah, yeah. You got Baker in the scarf, and, you know, everybody has... It's like they have no changes of clothing. Like, they, <laughs> they, they have one outfit, and that's all they ever wear. So that didn't actually start until season 18, Tom Baker's last year. And they put him in that burgundy outfit that he wore for the whole season. Mm. But prior to that... They um, always did a sort of variation on a theme thing. Like, he always had the scarf and often had the hat, but his coat and his shirt would change mm-hmm. from episode to episode. And, like, you'd see the same one pop up again or whatever. And, like, you know, for the third Doctor, John Pertwee, it's like, oh, it's all the velvet coats and the frilly shirts. But they are different velvet coats. Yeah. You know? Uh, and they brought a little of it. You know, Eccleston, the only thing that ever changed on him was, like, the color of his um, T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And, but Tennant had, like, two or three, but didn't change too much. Yeah, they were all, like, really dark navies. What I want, though, is the BBC has a huge costume department. Mm-hmm. I want a doctor that is so fucking into cosplay. Like... And no matter what the error is, they are always dressed to the nines, 
and they are very picky about period. So and you're maybe... going you're gonna to love the 15th Doctor. Then, oh? Because they've released multiple promotional pictures of him and his companion so far. He's in a different outfit every time. And like in the 70s episode, he's wearing this pinstripe suit and he has an afro. What I, what I want is that has like the, the, the companion starts to come. I was like, no, you go back inside. That's not appropriate for right now. Yeah. Go down. It's go down wherever the, the, the changing room is. Yeah. Third they have a row, TARDIS wardrobe. Shirt, second row, blah, blah, blah. It's pink. That one, that's period. You have to wear that one. Like he, he knows exactly yeah. down to the letter. And they go to certain planets and he's very particular about, mm-hmm. you know, the look for that particular planet. I mean, and he's he, never been like that, but that would be neat to do that for a bit. But this, the, the new one, like every time we release a picture of him, different outfit. There's like a 17th century, 18th century episode, and they're all wearing the fucking like like big collars and the fancy hair and all oh that. Oh god, the 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 Gallifreyan Cybermen with the hoop top of their helmets well, yeah with the gallifreyan etching. yes yeah yeah i that just oh i love the him cyber as, masters oh i love the masters i love the guy they got to like missy yeah missy's she was good great. but i love this uh sasha dawan oh yeah. god i love really him as good. rasputin rasputin yes oh yeah and, and doing the the rasputin dance yeah it's like and then that was in the head for the rest of the and night and then the dalek and the cybermen look at each other yeah like, what the yeah, fuck yeah. is he doing but and also you have something in the TARDIS where you know they're getting ready and they're they're on point and everything else and of course as usually they walk out in the wrong fucking place. Yeah, and like they're <laughs> they're dressed up for like 17th century Spain and they're in downtown Tokyo, modern day. Oops, <laughs> oops. And then they're like got people taking pictures of them because they're just clearly cosplaying. Yeah, they're know. going to an anime con or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's very particular about you do this, you do that, and we're somewhere else entirely. But he gets really wrapped up in the the nitpicky little details, and you know, because the BBC has a huge like from all their budget. If if they know anything, it's fucking period drama, right? So you know that they've got like closets of that shit that they could probably repurpose, you know, go over to like Bridgerton and steal some of their clothing or something, you know. You yeah. know, you just go and you raid the set. We need to borrow this, this, and this for the day. We'll bring it back, you know. Oh, no. All my Regency <laughs> costumes from Downton Abbey or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, because I watched this and, like, apparently Siam had already watched it all the way through and he had told me how good. And I had looked up, I looked up some of the spoilers for, so I knew what the deal was with, with a timeless child. Mm-hmm. But seeing it play out is different than knowing where it's going. Right. So I knew some of what was coming. Okay, so here's the Doctor and Ruby in the 70s episode. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm going to miss this round of companions. I love them all. Huh. I, I loved Yaz. I yeah, loved, and almost romance. I love Dan. I really love Dan. He was like a golden retriever. He really... Yeah, that's a perfect description of him. He, he's harmless. He's affable. You know, I, I, I love Graham. Like, I loved all of the companions, and I'm very, very hit or miss on some of them. Like, mm-hmm. there's some I absolutely hate. And I love that they brought back for the special 
two of my all-time favorite companions. They brought back Tegan, and they brought back Ace. Yes. And I, those were two of my all-time favorite. Yeah, Ace for me, definitely. Like, I was just... That was a very formative time for me, you know? Oh. And, uh, yeah, it was great seeing her again. A, a Leopard Steward would occasionally go on adventures, rarely. Oh, what was the, the lieutenant that kind of got dragged along? It was Sergeant Benton. There's Benton. Benton was the one and, I loved. Um, Michael Yates was the sergeant. Was, but Benton was the one. I love when Benton got pulled along on things. <laughs> I love Benton. Okay, I'm very curious, and this the answer will probably piss me off. What, what companions do you actually hate? <sighs> There's one that shrieked a lot. A lot of them do. But, no. I mean, that was a trope for a while. No, there was a couple of really shrill girls I did not like. I'd have to, I could point them out if I saw them. But I couldn't. They. I did not bother to remember them because I did not care for them. So but, I. I know one in particular. It was very. You know, it's always the writing, right? You know, it's like we want you to play it this way. Uh, but Mel, the character that's coming back, mm-hmm. uh, the one right before Ace with the Seventh Doctor, red hair. She is also a singer and dancer. Mm. uh, And she did a lot of pantomime and theater in Britain. And there is an episode where they instruct her to scream in the same key as the Doctor Who theme so that her end of episode scream goes right into the end music. Yeah, I mean, that's that's actually really good. So, (laughs) controversial, I really don't like Rose. Oh, I love Donna. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh God, what was her name? Martha. Uh, I love Martha. I loved Martha. I Martha, want more Martha. I feel Martha is a very um, underrated companion. A lot of people didn't like her because a lot of people were still pining for Rose. And the only thing I'd change about Martha's character is that I wouldn't make her have a crush on the doctor. Yeah, like, that we was just the, went through Rose. Right. That was the only thing that they put in her character that I didn't like, but like but she's fucking awesome. And I actually so the sixtieth so so fuck it. I mean David Tennant's coming back for the sixtieth. Like everyone else says this we should stop bouncing around it. But so it's it's David and Donna are going to be in the sixtieth anniversary. And like they've hinted that other People will be coming back. We I just, love the support group at the end. Yeah, we just found out that Kate Lethbridge-Stewart is going to be in the 60th anniversary. A lot of people on Twitter are like, you know, with them making this a big nostalgia fest and like Donna's do- daughter is named Rose. So it's like you have a reference to Rose. You have Donna in it. They should bring Martha back as a guest appearance. And like that, that would just do it for me. The only problem for a while with getting Martha is that Freeman Adjuman is insanely busy because she just keeps going from popular show to popular show. Mm. And I haven't watched it, but there's a um, medical drama called New Amsterdam. She's a main character in it, and it's been running for like five years oh. or something. It's like a U.S. show. Yeah, she's, and uh, she was also in um, Sense8. Do you remember Sense? Did you? Ever I heard Sense8? of it, but I haven't watched it. Okay, yeah. Uh, super fucking queer. She plays a lesbian in it fantastic has these amazing braids anyway but no she's just been busy doing shit like that's why there's very few martha audio stories like she she came back i think like once to do a season thing you know like a one-off with Mm -hmm. big finish but she's just busy and like new amsterdam is shot in the states i think so you know there's making it back there's making it back and forth yeah it could happen you know they're not busy all the time so 
I just, I, I never cared for Rose. She was okay. I mean, I didn't hate her. There were, I'm trying to remember the name of the couple. It's a couple of the girl um, early on where they were just shrieky and shrill and no personality to speak of. Rose, she was a nothing burger to me. She mm-hmm. just didn't do a lot for me. Donna, I love Donna. Yeah, because <laughs> I love their, their she just, best friends kind of. And she's just kind of done with this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's this great scene in a new trailer. I'll show it to you later if you haven't seen it. But, but yeah, I Don, wanted, Donna's excellent in it. I wanted to tell you I was finally caught up in Squee a bit with Good, you. Good, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you're caught up. That's great. So, because Doctor Who. Siam <laughs> kept saying, yeah, they, they're due to come out soon. Yep. And it's like, well, I I finished watching whatever shows. And then it's like, well, I might as well catch up on Doctor Who. Then got caught and took off. Awesome. He's talked me into trying Mad Men next, which hmm. I guess Mad Men is supposed to be really fantastic. So it's supposed to be. It, I haven't watched it. I mean, I've heard of it, of course, but it's just not. I mean, I'm a big sci-fi. I'm a sci-fi nerd. So like, yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of normal shows don't. I don't really go out of my way to watch them. Yeah, I don't either, but occasionally I'll, I'll enjoy a normie show. Yeah. Like, for a while, I loved NCIS for whatever... Oh, mostly because the silver fox that is Gibbs and his slap. I mean, for the most part, I watch mostly sci-fi shows or fantasy shows or something that not just normal-ass normie stuff. But occasionally. Yeah. I'll enjoy. It's really... Uh, NCIS is like forever poison pilled for me now. Oh, Oh, all the backstage drama that happens. Oh, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Polly Parrot left and like basically aired some of the dirty laundry, and it, it got to the point. Abby, that was the character's name. It got to the point that like so Abby and Gibbs had a lot of scenes together, but it got to the point that those two actors could not be in the same room together. They hated so, each so, other that much. Mark Harmon freaked her out one day because he brought his dog on set multiple times despite being told not to and it like it, it like went at her or you know i don't know if it, it, it didn't actually like bite her or anything mm. but like it was a real fucking problem uh and you know everyone in charge was just very dismissive of her concerns uh so it got to a point where the two actors would not be in the same scene together so all those scenes that you see of them standing at abby's lab table and she's showing gibbs shit yeah one of them does their lines and then with clever camera work the other one does their lines later and they fix it in editing maybe a couple of body doubles too probably yeah it's like those you know fake interviews where you have like a person talking towards the camera in one chair and then you see like the video the clip. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's how like uh, news stations, do, oh, we sat down with an interview with whatever, and it's like the interviewer sitting and talking, and then they have the canned video response. Mm-hmm. So it looks like that local news personality is doing the interview, even though it's a pre-recorded thing. Mm. Like they would do that on the local news all the time here. And I was like, oh, wait, this, this is fake. It's not like, oh, you know, you can't say Fuzz and Shiva, they're not in the same room. It's like it's like the anchor is reading off a pre-scripted line that yeah. some other actor said. Or- Just like that scene in Blink where Sally Sparrow is reading from the script. And, or, no, the doctor's reading from the script in the 60s and mm-hmm. Sally Sparrow is answering him, but he already has all the... Her lines written down. It's just like that. See, so bring it yeah. to Doctor Who. No, take <laughs> and, it away from Doctor I love Who. The, uh, I love the fact that they brought back the angels. Angels mm. are still my number oh, one. That scene where 13 gets turned into. 
An angel. There's still, I think, the best new bad guy that they had introduced in a long time is the angels. Blink, I still maintain, is the most brilliant of the new episodes. Yeah, it's it definitely It legit good. scared me. Yeah. Like, I, and it has a very eerie quality throughout the whole thing. It's just, it's expertly filmed and everything, too. There were a couple of Doctor Who's when I was younger that scared the shit out of me. This is the only one that hit me at like that as an adult. Mm. But yeah, it, it hit that, something is spooky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I had, I watched it once. I actually had a hard time watching it the second time because I knew what was coming. Yeah. You know. But yeah, anyway, you're saying Zavrin. You know, Doctor Who, yay. Uh, <laughs> How, what was the last Doctor you watched, Zavrin? I don't uh, think you've watched it in a while. Probably the one before Capaldi. Matt Smith, Matt 11. Smith, so 11. Fix sticks and custard. Yeah, that was the last one that I watched. <laughs> and um, probably not all of his, I'm assuming, if you didn't get to the regeneration. No, I think I saw the regeneration, but I never watched past that. Ah, uh, okay. Like, All right. I mainly because I think I was hanging out watching it with you, and then when we stopped, and I think whatever Panther and I were watching it on stopped having it, mm. so we just didn't we didn't seek it out. Like it's one of those things where it's like sometimes piracy is easy because it's you something you really want to see, and sometimes it's like eh, you know, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So if you're not a hardcore fan like me, with yeah. uh, the reason we have Paramount Plus right now and are watching Lower Decks and mm. the various other treks because mm. my parents have that subscription and right. we're using yeah. their login and because they'll come over and watch stuff on ours sometimes and you know it's this family sharing type stuff right yeah yeah so you know we're up to date on Lower Decks and that's a really good show. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. The moment I see a new, because I've been out here I, just lately, I haven't been wanting to be on my computer after work, which is kind of I think, and I, I identified what the issue is. One work's been burning me out, and I don't really want to look at a computer. But what I really want is to sit on the patio and, and you know smoke hookah and enjoy like the out pat. But it's been too fucking hot still. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. in exchange, I've just been coming in here when all I really want to do is it go is sit on the patio. Almost fucking October, and it's still like ninety degrees. Yeah, it's yeah. eighty-seven right now as we record this. It's nine nine o'clock on Friday, September 29th, twenty twenty-three. So apparently, there is a La Nina uh, mm-hmm. weather system this year. So the article I read about that said that we should get a wetter winter than we usually do, Good, and a colder we need one. It. Great. We need the wet. Right. We really need the wet. Like, like we ne- are we are it, so um, dry right. The now. only thing I worry about is that it might be like the fucking ice storm three years ago. Yeah. And get, get to that point around early twenty four. But yeah. Yeah. Like my pepper plants have been struggling all summer and are finally starting to fruit again. Same. But mm-hmm. I don't. I can't bring in my plants. They are too large in containers. Too large to bring in and overwinter successfully mm. the only one i'm overwintering this time well two i'm bringing in my lemon tree mm. and i'm bringing in my rosemary those are the only two i'm bothering to overwinter this year yeah it's just that the, they had such a hard time this summer it couldn't even fruit they just staying alive and now it's like fall they'll get like one or two harvests max out of them before winter comes and inevitably kills them and it's like fuck i mean that's kind of what i'm the eggplants are starting to make a lot more eggplants suddenly yeah i saw the pile you had in the kitchen (laughs) that's a third of the pile i've given a third to some of sarah's co-workers to each like that's only and there's still more out there 
So we went out and we raided everything. Um, yeah. So my Cayennes aren't doing nearly as good as my Serrano's, but the Thunderbolt, like, I've only ever gotten, like, two peppers off that thing. It's had a really hard life, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Mine's not... I also... I planted those that didn't do great. I got one round of peppers off the Serrano's, uh, but they've struggled all summer. Oh, and I found the, the other picture I wanted to show you. Ooh. Very nice. Yeah. And then the, the Mad Hatters, I finally oh, got fun. some fruit off of. They're interesting. Like, they taste like a bell pepper, but there's something there. Like, you get a wisp of, like, it's going to get hot, and then it just doesn't. Yeah. It, it's unusual, and I like it, but not enough, because they're spindly. They don't grow real good. I'm not going to bother with no, them again. No, I had the one last year that you had given me, and I didn't really like them that much. The reason I stuck with just the Serranos and Cayennes this year is because I know I can grow them fairly well, provided the weather isn't cooking them. And I know that I can give away stuff made with them. Because, well, me... like, Cayennes make really good pepper sauce, and Serranos do really good, like, ground up into pepper salt. Every year? Or spicy salt. I, I've tried various peppers. The one that I've had the best luck with, and it never fails, it never dies. Fucking banana peppers. My God, those things are prolific. They are a hurry. And they were putting out at least some fruit in the most heat. Like, seriously, they they are... <sighs> You know, I finally figure out how to pickle them to, uh, like, to put on, like, sandwiches. Make a relish pizza. or whatever. Actually, just rings. Banana okay. pepper rings. I mean, that's fine. That works. Like, but, I grew habaneros for a couple seasons, but again, going back to the first episode, when you start getting older, you just can't handle that shit anymore. Like, I can't do super spicy anymore, and it kills me. Both, like, like I, emotionally and can physically, you know? Me and Indian. Like, I love Indian food. And I love the taste of Indian food, but when I eat it... It sits like a brick. It feels like I've got a brick in my stomach the rest of the day. Like I'm not upset and it doesn't upset anything. And, you know, it's not like fire on the other end. It's just it sits like a brick that does not move. Uh, so it's just kind of like ugh, all day long. So you just burp and there's Indian. And so you burp and there's speaking Indian. Speaking of bricks in the stomach, I saw a thing on Blue Sky that oh uh, Vermi posted and there's places called Tommy Tamale. They have a Thursday lunch special that is a Frito pie burrito with a tamale in the center of it. I think you shared a picture of this. Yeah. Yeah, I and didn't really get what I was looking at. Sorry. It's a Frito pie burrito with a tamale in the middle, and it's their Thursday lunch special. And I, and I asked Vermi if they do it other days during the week, and I'm like, he said they didn't, he didn't know. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Because there's three of those locations here in the area. Mm -hmm. There's one like Grapevine, one up off of uh, 121, and I think one in like South Lake or whatever. And so there's three of those that you could theoretically try that somewhere around here. Because, you know, as the fall comes around, we start thinking of like the state fair and the ridiculous bullshit foods that... Yeah. come around and the yep. terrible beers today was the first day of the texas state fair y'all yep the butter um, sculptures will be melting no yeah. they refer i'd like the butter sculptures They're you nice. know i i have to say that this might break your little heart but butter sculptures are not actually solid butter what they're not they're butter wrapped they're butter smoothed over a, a mesh frame that's okay. cheating I, i'm sorry well, that, that makes sense because like there's a lot of other kinds of sculpture that like use like an armature or something and yes, they put but, the clay on but top still. of it. I, I this this truth came to me through the the words of Scott Benson taking talking about photographs of 
various things. It was like some state fair up north that was shutting down for the year and they were dismantling the butter cow and the butter skeleton beneath it was not, you know, butter bones, but in fact mesh. <sighs> Which, I mean, it makes sense because, like, yeah, butter would not physically hold up against, like gravity four legs and then you have the yeah. well the i thought that there was like cow. some kind of like support structure like metal poles or something nope it's like a mesh frame mm. so you know whenever you if you go to the state fair and you see those butter sculptures just point and scream and yell fraud <laughs> and then everyone will think you're very normal Yes, yes. Um, but no, the State Fair is coming, and like the beer companies are unveiling their nightmare beers, mm. and the Dallas uh, D Magazine has put out their guide to the Next State you'll Fair. Next, tell me that ice sculptures are just hard water. Oh my god. It's just super hard water, and they cheat by making it really cold. How could they? <laughs> you know? Ice, you know, do they know that they're working with dihydrogen monoxide? <laughs> That thing Think kills. About it. That kills hundreds yeah, of people every year. Yeah, everyone that's ever year. consumed it dies. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's oxidizing. You know, it can cause cells to burst. It's just dangerous stuff. <laughs> Why well, drink alcohol? But no, like some of the the nightmare beers. There's mm-hmm. there's a fall cake beer that Community Brewing is doing now. There is a corn dog beer that Revolver is doing, and I'm like, so it's just going to be like a smoky flavor of like whatever type of beer it is because i got a like bacon beer that was i think also revolver that had wound up at town talk for like four bucks a a six pack Uh and i was like this is probably awful i'll spend four dollars to try that sure which is the reason these companies make these beers but apparently had sold very poorly yeah and it was just like a smoky dark ale it tasted fine there was no bacon in it the only just, one that I, I remember you really disliked was what the the there was a cotton candy beer cotton candy that one, texas yeah. ale project did and it was awful it was to the point that they got a case of it at town talk they marked this it down it, yeah. to two dollars a four pack buy one get one free <laughs> to get rid of it you could get vaguely drunk for like 50 cents a can of beer, or even less, actually, because you're getting buy one, get one free. And that shit still stuck around for a little while. It was that worse. It was terrible. (laughs) Like, I was cleaning in my office, and I found the three that remain still on Mm -hmm. their little ring. And I'm like, I should go do the thing where I, like, leave the beer out where a teenager can find it and dissuade them from drinking beer ever again. (laughs) Um, I'm not actually going to do that. It would be illegal. I'm not a criminal. I'm a good boy. But Martin House has put out a mustard beer. No. There is some video... There's some British food group that uh, they're doing this food tour of Texas. And the and they, Jolly Ones. Yeah, and they went up to, they've been to San Antonio, they went to Houston, and then they were here in DFW. Mm-hmm. And none of the places they went to I'd ever really heard of. They're kind of hipstery places. There was one place that was like, we make sushi tacos. And it was Maybe like, it's not the same guys then. Are they British? They're British. I don't remember them doing they really, the sushi taco. It was like, I forget what the place it was called, but they do these taco style fillings, but with nori as opposed to like a tortilla. It was very Instagram bait. Mm. Like, and they were here over the 4th of July. But no, I was actually going to point out that like, there is plenty of food to come get at the state fair this year. Like the deep fried birria bomb, 
which is birria, which I guess is meat. Yeah, it's a it's like a stewed okay taco. A sack of cheese and mashed potatoes shaped into balls did better. Deep fried sushi bombs. Deep fried Vietnamese coffee. What I could. <laughs> It's coffee yeah. cake that's deep fried. I can see that. The fried fireball shot, which is a piece of deep fried angel cake soaked in a shot of fireball cinnamon whiskey. Uh, there's Sounds a f- like mistakes. Fruity pepple pickle, which is it's a giant dill pickle wrapped in a fruit roll up or fruit by the foot, drizzled in syrup and coated in fruity pebbles. And it's also drizzled in strawberry snow cone syrup. Why? Because. Because they can. Why? You know. Because no one stopped them. Yeah. <laughs> like there's deep fried cheesy crab tater bites, deep fried pho, loaded froze pizza. Soul roll, turkey ribs, Biscoff delights, deep fried cherry pie. I mean, lots deep... of fr- lots of fried stuff, right? I mean, but yeah. The state fair is going until like the end of October, and I've been wanting to go for a while. But it's always been like, oh, I've got this going on, that going on. Have you ever? You've been haven't you? Oh, I've been plenty of times. I haven't been since a couple of years pre-COVID. And yeah, definitely not since. Like I would be down to go, but not by myself because you can take the train out to it you can just take green line straight down to the fair park yep. yeah there, i know that like um see if dog wants to go with you yeah well also we're, we're we were thinking about going to uh, apparently one of sarah's co-workers has never been one of our friends i don't want to drop a name here because it's a real name uh-huh. i can't remember the fur name um has never malady hmm? plague toes malady yep has never been to the state fair. I was oh, like, well, well. <laughs> I haven't been for a couple of years, so I'm. That would be pretty fun to do. Pretty organized because one of the other things too is that they have a no minors after five thing. What? All minors have to be accompanied by an adult after five p.m. So, oh, really? uh, in case they like hit gold or something, and they don't, you know they don't want the disruption. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, it took me a second to get that fuzz. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, still minors. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, yeah, okay, right. I see. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, like they have it so that you can't have like a bunch of unaccompanied teenagers running around after dark. Mm. I mean, teenagers. The youth. How are you, local teens? <laughs> but yeah, that that is coming up. I mean, it's, it's happening now. And I'm just sort of like, oh man, state fair, big techs, corn dogs, ah! I want to be sold bullshit by hucksters and watch food infomercials being made in real time. I want to see the butter sculptures and all the crafts, you know, yeah, like halls. Because I really, we do go through all the craft halls and look at all the stuff people have submitted. And all the cars and all the bullshits, yeah, because like the last time we were there was... Well, last time I was at Fair Park was when Ajax and I went to Dallas Pride last year. We took the train down, and that was a nice day. And it was in the the big gallery halls mm-hmm. with all the Art Deco paintings and shit on the walls, mm-hmm. the frescoes. That was really nice. Yeah, we we should coordinate that because it's State Fair. Let's let's go and have some questionable food. Besides, if you split the questionable food. You can go farther. Exactly. <laughs> you, you buy one question of food, you split it as far as you can go reasonably to have a decent sample, and then you go get the next questionable food. And it's death by a thousand delicious cuts. Tiny bites. But that way you get to try everything. Because if you try to do that solo, you are either A, going to be throwing out a lot of food, or B, so full, you will not make it through the smorgasbord of options. Yeah. So, uh. And there's a lot of fucking options. Shifting back slightly, though, one thing that I have really found. Are you going to talk about Doctor Who again? No. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have hit the limit of Doctor Who for this episode. That's fine. That's good that you guys have a conversation. It's just like, 
We've talked about Doctor Who. Let's talk about something else. Can we have like a deep fried sonic screwdriver, but the sonic screwdriver is like made of angel cake or something? So what you could do is a deep fried sonic screwdriver would be a deep fried angel food cake slice coated in vodka and orange juice. I was going to say it had to be. It would be. So it would be a screwdriver like it would be this shape oh, but beer soaked uh, and deep fried right so right. if also you're deep fried uh, jelly babies yeah, yeah i can see that you could do those <laughs> but you could totally do a deep fried sonic screwdriver now that i think about it that would be fun to try to do <laughs> just vodka and orange juice and angel food cake oh go- yeah. no 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 sonic the drive-in hooks up to do a doctor who <laughs> special <laughs> sonic <laughs> screwdriver just an orange slash add your own vodka yeah, there we go. <laughs> I mean, nice. they give you like a half an inch of headroom to give, give you room. You get home, you pour it in, you give it a stir, you're good. Sonic screwdriver. There, there we go. go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, on one thing that I've done is with Blue Sky kind of becoming sort of the de facto winner in terms of the alternatives that are not Mastodon, there is an add-on called Follower Bridge. Oh, yes. So that you're... allows yeah. you to, it basically searches for similar names on Blue Sky, from mm-hmm. people on your following list. And so I logged into Old Main and followed a bunch of people that I had been following that I didn't know if they were on there or not. Mm-hmm. And then I did it on my AD account and just made it into one big feed of, is it going to be dicks? Is it going to be news? Who fucking knows? <laughs> it's Russian roulette. Um, but, you know, one of the benefits is like right now you can't look at everybody's likes. So I can like porn on main there and nobody gives a shit. It's like people link things and I can't go look at it because I don't have a fucking Blue Sky account. We can fix that if you want. I but... don't really. Blue I mean, if you put it. At least if you put a link into Telegram, it previews the images properly. Yeah. It's not like Twitter where, like, it'll break half the time. Yeah. So, like, that has been nice. I can put that link in the show notes because, like, it was helpful to reconnect with just, like, oh, shit, right. These, this guy, you know, that I was following and I hadn't seen yet. And mm-hmm. suddenly I'm following a lot more people. Is it, like, going back to Twitter back in time a little bit? A bit, yeah. Like... Unfortunately, that also means that some of the discourse gremlins that I had blocked on Twitter.com has shown up again. Oh, like, you just have to block them again. Yeah, pretty much. So uh, I've seen a couple of instances of people trying to start shit that used to fly on Twitter and bring it over to Blue Sky, and they get shouted down pretty hard and fast. Like, someone made, like, a shitty furs block list, and they ended up deleting it um, out of shame, because so many people were like, fuck you, you know? Yeah. Uh, Also, somebody had posted one of those, what's a furry opinion that would get you like this? And it's the screen cap of the guy with the swords Uh pointed at him. people were like, shut the fuck up, don't you dare. Like, a couple of big accounts, like, literally was just like, my opinion is, this is like terrible toxic bullshit and that shit needs to stay on twitter and like multiple people told him yeah we don't want to see this kind of shit anymore and the, and the guy deleted it and apologized and of course he had some people patting his ass saying oh no you didn't do anything wrong people are sensitive and it's like well, no keep that that discord drama starting bullshit off of blue sky back on twitter i would simply block the people that posted those yeah. Like Patrick standing on a fucking barrel with his hands shackled down into the phantom zone you go. Yeah. Dude with all the swords pointed at him, fuck off. Yes, you know? I don't know that one. 
Oh, it's it's a, it's a screen cap from, from a CG animated uh, movie. Oh, is Tangled? that one where like all the different genres all with something pointing inwards, like it's a Night of the Round Table? No, 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 no. This is a dude. This is uh, Flynn Rider from Tangled in like one of the early scenes where he goes into a bar and suddenly everybody has a sword pointed at his face and he's like looking smug. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an incredibly overused meme on social media, or has been in the past several years, mm. and people would post, like, you know, what's an opinion that would get you like this? And people use that to post the most fucking head-ass opinions to get engagement, because engagement would get you in front of more eyes because of the algorithm on Twitter.com, which doesn't exist on Blue Sky. So it's strife-seeking behavior for no benefit. That's not getting rewarded for Yeah, once. and, like, a lot of people are like, look, please, for the love of fuck, use this as an opportunity to reboot how you interact with other accounts. Like, I'm on there not because I want to have a place where I can post the food I make, my garden's progress, and pictures of my dog. I'm not there to pick fights. I'm there to meet some people, talk with them, leave positive comments on people's things, and have a good time. I'm too fucking old to get involved with Twitter beef at this point, because it doesn't really matter IRL. You can have the nastiest fucking drag out fights all you want on Twitter.com, and then like you'll go end up at the same convention together. You're not going to say shit to each other. You're going to ignore each other, and you're not going to even know who people looks like. You know, like oh, if I see you at a con, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm like, no, you're not. You know. Like, I haven't had that happen, but, like, inevitably, if it ever does, I'm going to be like, well, I'm very easy to find. Please pay me a visit on floor 37, or you can find me behind the table at For Planet, um, and you're welcome to say what you want in front of God and everyone and see how that goes for you, smiley face. <laughs> you know? If you want yeah. to come try and kick my ass, I've got... I've got a lot of ass. There's a lot of ass here that you could try to kick, uh, but... I haven't had that problem, thankfully. It's like there's real world consequences to this. Yeah. yeah. But Blue Sky, people trying to like calm their tits. And <sighs> yeah, there are the people that were clout demons that are trying to redo their shit, but it's not working because it's not being rewarded by an algorithm. Like, it's not getting engagement doesn't spread it to everybody, right? For whatever reason, the what's hot is just like cocks and. <laughs> As, as of late, like, German, posts in German. So, like, there are, like, you can actually choose to thread in stuff from the feeds you follow, but the default feed is just the people you follow. And you can even change the granularity, like, does a reply of mutual of mine makes have to have a certain threshold to show up? So, like, if you turn mm-hmm. it to where no, there's, like, doesn't have to be a like, it'll just start feeding you, oh, this person replied to this other person, and you'll be exposed to way more discourse and bullshit than you'll ever want to do. And so you just turn that back to, like, plus two or plus three, where, you know, it has to be a good, well-liked reply for it to even be fed to anybody else. Like, you have a lot of control over what's fed into your feed. Um, and you can choose to experimentally have the because there's feeds that people make the furry feed and whatever yeah. else like i followed that and it occasionally threads in some shit from a random furry and i saw a guy who was going out to Folsom with a firebirds number 57 jersey <laughs> and a football pads and i was like yo have fun out there dev they didn't get a reply but i saw this guy he's like i'm going out to Folsom. he had a tiger mask in his hand and you could see the 57 the ufl logo and i having a very intimate connection to that series was immediately doing the leonardo dicaprio point (gasps) i know what you're doing (laughs) yeah um i i 
was kind of tempted to send it to Kyle, but also as a sort of like, would he appreciate someone dressing up as Dev going to Folsom? I don't oh, know. He probably, he probably would. would. I don't know. Yeah. But now that I've said it, he'll hear it. So, you know, right. whatever. Yeah. So, you know, like occasionally you'll get positive, fun, random shit thrown into your feed like that. And yeah, so far it's been very pleasant. Um, but yeah, I have had to mute some people that just wouldn't shut the fuck up shut the fuck up and keep their beefs back on the bird site like yeah some drama exploded recently and like i saw references to it and then i saw more references to it and i looked into it a little bit and i was just like i kind of want to block everyone involved with this i mean that was basically what i did like i think boozy or doc wolverine were like you guys all shut the fuck up oh yeah well boozy was probably the one that said shut the fuck up but yeah it was just like he tagged like the principal people in this little swirling drama storm that doesn't have even like a concrete beginning and no unknown in and i'm just like you know what thanks for tagging everybody involved in this and i just mute them or block them yeah because like i don't give a fuck i don't know who you people are Mm-hmm. fuck off like just because you're a furry doesn't mean i have to like you and i don't have to have an ideological reason to think you're annoying and your posts suck i can block you for any reason if in hell you know <laughs> <laughs> like I, I i've had that attitude for a long time but also it's like on blue sky so look man i don't need this i want to have again a nice place where i can post photos of my food and my garden and my dog and occasionally podcast bullshit like, we should maybe start a podcast account that we'll never touch for, just like on Twitter, for for us, right? I literally thought you were going to say we should start a podcast, and I was like, what? Well, what are we doing right now, then? No, another one. We need more podcasts. Yeah, because all of our free our fucking podcast. time, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, let's do a twice-a-week show. Let's do the QAnon Anonymous like where they get to do a normal episode and then a bonus episode mm. every week where you have to like deep dive into the worst people imaginable. No. Like Tim Ballard and the Sound of Freedom guys. Yeah. Oh god, uh, I I feel for people that do those kinds of shows cuz like you well, need to wade through a bunch of shit and read a lot of like awful heinous opinions and stuff from the people you're researching it's like like, they're not even paid that much because you know like the behind the bastards team they're always gotta like read books by or about shitty people and i mean mean, even when they're not reading about nazis they have to read fucking scott adams novels yeah yeah why do i know that name uh he's the dilbert guy guy. he's an absolute weirdo like real piece of shit trumper guy and like believes that the the thrust of one of his books like there's a two-part series that they just did on two of his books like god's debris and the religion war if you want to know about them look up behind the bastards and read that episode so you don't have to read the book yeah basically it's really really stupid premise and it's a really stupid conclusion and it like I listened to the first episode behind the bastards and that's a podcast that I am totally happy to just skip episodes yeah. when it's like, wow, this person sounds fucking awful. I don't want to hear about them. Mm-hmm. So I just skipped the second one of theirs because it's like, I've got enough on my plate. I, need- I got the point with the first one. I'm good. Um, like the most recent, I think main I think it's a mainline episode of QAnon Anonymous, mm-hmm. which they cover the QAnon conspiracy theory and the, the people around that. Right. Uh, they did an episode well, they they did a follow up episode on the Sound of Freedom guys, Operation Underground Railroad, because Tim Ballard, the guy the movie is based upon, mm-hmm. you know, the guy who's out there saving children for the Lord, God's children are not for sale. Turns out he was a sex pest. Who could have guessed that yeah. the man who focuses laser like on sex trafficking and protecting women is a sex trafficker who molests women? Who it is could always have projection. Thought? 
It's like they bring the attention to themselves and that shit always gets uncovered. Yeah. But <laughs> Yes. Oh, I was trying to pull up the feed to make sure that the episodes were, in fact, one of the free ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's episode 248 on the public feed called From the Cavortex into the Ballard Zone. Because they talk a bit about Jim Caviezel and how oh. he's a complete fucking nut job. Oh my god. Like, they reference the episode they did on him, but they also talk about some of his most recent antics. And oh my god, this man needs to be, like, on a pound of shrooms. That's right, because he's a main <laughs> character in Sound of Freedom. Yeah, and also he was the main dude in Person of Interest. And, like, yeah, just... Jim Caviezel is a real fucking weirdo, let me tell you. But no. I would recommend, like, if you want to listen to find out about that, the most recent episode, 248, of uh, that talking about Jim Caviezel and Tim Ballard is, like, the most unsurprising, surprising news ever. Yeah. That, like, oh, wow, these guys that, you know, go out to Thailand and are like, no, no, I want the younger girls and gets them to bringing them presumably younger women and then entraps them. But they're still the ones going out there and making the demand for younger women to be trafficked. So, you know, there's yeah, that's a lot the real of problem with sex trafficking in their mind. The people being trafficked aren't young enough. Yeah. Like it's pretty fucked. Cause I mean, human trafficking totally exists, but it's done more often in the fact of women brought up from South America, women trafficked from Asia, mm -hmm. uh, people, uh, migrant workers who are brought across the border or just taken advantage of like there's a lot of issues that go on but it's not white women getting kidnapped in the coles parking lot so the other show you're those two you're wrong about also did an episode on sound of freedom yeah lately where sarah marshall the host went and actually went and watched the movie yeah and um you know she had her old co-host michael hobbs on to discuss it and at the end of that episode they attached the previous episode they had done about human trafficking like a year ago or, yeah. or something and it was like and a lot of that is basically like the human trafficking is like almost promoted like to be like it's this major fucking problem and like the numbers that they give are like astronomical and could not actually exist with our current population number. Four hundred children are stolen every second. Yeah, shit like that. That's one I would I would look up as well if you want to like learn more about. Like I'll put these into a show note and a post yeah. on our on our Patreon as like a public post just to be like, yo, like we're we're talking about this stuff, but these are actually really fascinating topics that you can like mm -hmm. link together yeah. because. You know, it's one of those things that gets swirled around online and, like, every single person who showed any sort of skepticism towards Sound of Freedom had a million fucking weirdos being like, oh, I bet you're actually a pedophile. It's like, no, man, the dude's a fucking crank. It turns out he's a sex pest. They don't actually rescue anybody. The women that, like, get taken from these places end up back on the street within a week. Like, you're not actually helping anybody. You're just stroking your ego and making your epine bigger because your stated goal is to try to make more people turn into Mormons. Like, if you've been tricked into thinking that human trafficking is a major problem for, like, white children being swept off the street or that walking past a packet of fentanyl will make you fall over and have a heart attack then you should really look into some of these shows that we're talking about that debunk 
a lot of this mainstream narrative because yeah. well and like a lot of the bullshit. teens that do end up in the sex trade are queer, are queer. because their yeah, parents because kicked they've them been out. kicked out by their fucking conservative christian douchebag parents yeah so like again this is stuff that we'll totally put into the notes because this is stuff that it pops up a lot and that Ballard is a sex pest is not surprising. But no, no, just that it's been in the media so goddamn much, even though everyone's like, this is not how it happens. You know, they're like, oh, 700,000 children are reported missing every year. Yeah. And like the actual number of stranger danger kidnapping since like 2020 is like less than 40. It's usually a relative. It, yeah, I was going to say that. It is, if someone is actually molested or sex trafficked or kidnapped, it is almost always relative or close family friend. Or a parent. Someone that the child knows. Like, yeah, like a lot of the parents. trafficked or missing children, air quotes, are like one parent grabbed the kid and went out of town in the middle of like a custody hearing or something like that you know yeah and, and those all get counted as missing and exploited children but they it's don't get the uncounted thing. when they they're come found back. or something yeah it's like 97 percent of kids come back like the same day and like if a kid runs away three times in a year that's three kids they get yeah. counted right yeah yeah it's like the way comic con counts attendees totally <laughs> what oh like you know like like Furry cons generally like it's a number of people that register for a convention or feel like there's three thousand people at this con. Yeah. But mainstream cons actually just kinda count turnstile. So like if you attend the con on Friday, on Saturday and Sunday, that's three people. Yep. Yeah. That's uh that's how a lot of cons count it. Um like it's it's mainly to make themselves look bigger so they get better deals from the voice actors and stuff. So this is that was sort of a, a fun bit of diversion. But yeah, the fact that episode 248 of Q and Anonymous is publicly available is something you should go listen to because I'll check it out. It's then. uh it was just a not surprising surprise that it happened this last little week, this last little bit. Oh wow, shitty person was even shittier than previously thought. Amazing. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So, did you guys, uh, I just put it in there, did you see this Twitter post come through a couple days ago? No, so it's... Do you have any idea how little that narrows it? Yeah, oh, oh like, you put it in Dim's there. Dim's and I okay, basis gotcha. for impeachment inquiry hearing, and they have a, a representative by the name of Jasmine Crockett, who is in fact from Dallas, from yes, Texas. Yes, she She's rips a, well, this well, whole situation, a new asshole. It's like, our national secret's in the shitter. Yeah. I love the fact that she used the word shitter. Like, like I think they have, like, I don't know, 90 seconds or something to talk, and she packs so much into her time. And, yeah. and, and at, at the, the end, end, it's like, I yield the rest of my time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I love just the formal, and I yield. And she should have fucking mic dropped. <laughs> well, but I their, their mics are, like, like, little wire mics built into the desk, so they couldn't really do that. She'd have to, like, <laughs> whack it really hard like a cat. Or maybe she just mimed and Yeah. I mean, everybody uh, knows what that gesture means now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I saw this. Like, you go. I'm glad you're my representative. Yeah. Yeah, or at least close to me. I don't know if she actually covers our like, county. She, but yeah, she's she here is from North Texas, and... but it's nice to mm-hmm. have a non-shit 
rep, you know? <laughs> oh, did you guys hear the latest political drama in Dallas, though? Oh, our uh, stupid our shit mayor. Our mayor Flipped. got reelected and then said he's a Republican. I'm a Republican now. Like, this, the mayor of Dallas is supposed to be nonpartisan. Yeah. So the fact yeah. that you're slapping a label on is, not, is your ambitions for statewide yeah. office. But I'm sorry, dude. You're black in Texas. And a black Republican in Texas is not exactly going to get you very far. Sorry. This state is hella racist, especially if you're Republican. They are, but the party might throw their backing behind him if they they think they can, like, deny it. Like, put him up there as, like, a figurehead, you know? I mean, yeah. he's pissed a hell of a lot of people off because he ran basically unopposed. Oh, like, fuck. he got a massive, massive plurality of the vote, which isn't a huge amount of votes overall. Mm-hmm. But because it was a mayoral vote that he wasn't running against anybody, nobody came out to do it. Mm-hmm. So the actual threshold for getting him recalled is actually pretty low. Oh, uh, it's well, under 100,000 people would have to, like, sign a recall petition to get him thrown back out of office mm. yeah, I'll as sign a punishment. Um, because fuck him. That's, that's bullshitty behavior. You get like, elected, you don't get the flip. Like, honestly, I think that if you're a political, if you're an elected official and you flip your party, you should immediately be recalled and have to do another election because fuck you. Yeah. Because that, that's what happened in, like, North Carolina, which gave the Republicans a supermajority and that's yep. fucked that state. Like, it's happened to several other times in other states where, like, oh, yeah, I'm a totally Democrat, smiley face. Actually, surprise! And they peel off oh, the mask. Oh, it was a Republican the entire the time. people clearly want a certain political ideology in that office and they vote for it so to then change to the other party is just really a fuck you to the people i mean honestly you should get your ass kicked like physically (laughs) and additionally get recalled you should get your ass kicked with votes yeah not literally um yeah i'm not so charitable so (laughs) related though to that young woman to jasmine cockett talking about like, I saw her as like, yes, go. Well, related to that, like the first co-defendant in the Georgia election case pled guilty. Mm-hmm. He was one of the dudes that had like nine felonies on his ass. He was one of the guys that broke into the Crockett County community, uh, or not Crockett, but to one of the voting precinct things. He was uh-huh. accessing data illegally. Oh, he shit. He pled guilty and... So they bumped it down to only nine misdemeanors. So yeah, because that's to, like a mega felony, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> like he had nine mega felonies, and they were like, okay, well, we'll bump you down to nine misdemeanors because you came first. Yeah. And so they bumped him down to, he has to make a fine, he has to pay a fine and do like 500 hours community service and like five years probation. Mm-hmm. This dude was looking at like 50 fucking years in prison, but because he flipped first... Yep, they, he, he gets the best deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he, as part of his deal, he also has to testify, testify against, against everybody else. Yep. So it's one of those things where it's like, everybody's going to start flipping. So it's mm-hmm. which rat will get off the boat first, and the last rat gets sunk. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not Trump, because he's going to get sunk regardless. But yeah, he serves five years probation, pay a $5,000 fine, perform 200 hours community service, and also has to write a letter of apology to the state of Georgia for his crimes and have no involvement in the administration of elections. Well, I thought Paxton was finally going to get his ass kicked and that didn't stick. Yeah, but that's the Republicans for you. Like, he could, you know, murder a child on stage, but if he was brown enough, they'd be like, eh, and he wouldldn't get convicted cuz like the state representatives were like, yeah, this guy this guy sucks ass. But I got Senate the feeling said, that this nah. was more of a warning about, hey, Ken, you're being a little bit too fucking blatant, slow your yeah. corruption. Although, you, you're saying the inside things aloud. Although the Texas Supreme Court did just allow the civil suit 
um, the four uh, lawyers that he, he dismissed um, to go forward because they were whistleblowers that are protected by a whistleblower law and he fired them anyway. So they were suing him in, on the civil side and it had been put on hold while the uh, impeachment shit was happening. Uh, but now that that's done, a judge has allowed it to continue. Yeah. So he may face some consequences on that side, but I mean, and honestly, like when it comes to Trump, I'll believe it when the fucking cell door slams. Oh, totally. Yeah, basically. You know? like, like I would just, Every time for ye- for years now, it's been oh, when this report drops, when this investigation happens, when this case occurs, it's and finally going to end him. Sticks. sticks. Yeah, like I'll believe he's dead when I can piss on his grave. Mm. Type shit, right? Right. So, like that, I just thought though that it was nice. Hey, look, the first dude flipped. Teehee. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, no. 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 Totally. I get that. And you know, I don't know what. A lot of people are making a lot of conclusions about what this means, but I'm not a lawyer or, you know, Again, know corporate fuck, business. Yeah. I'm just a dude. The, the thing in New York where they're like, yeah, all your business licenses are rescinded. Did you hear about that? Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah is yeah, that, that what the actu- Halloween on Trump Tower was about? That's yeah, that was actually, about, that is yeah. something that does have concrete consequences. So I don't know what the actual end of that is going to be but apparently there are going to be some consequences there. well like the order from what i know was that like his business licenses are all revoked and the organizations have to be dissolved mm. and they have to appoint a third party to be act, act in receivership right. for the dissolution of the properties so what that means is idk like because it's been marked as fraudulent mm-hmm. like it's not like he can just transfer the holdings to another entity outside the state because that would be just repeating the fraud like and the actual like trial trial part of it for mm-hmm. basically penalty starts monday the like this coming monday this coming oh okay October. so there's so, more like, courtship before they finally get... well like basically they got a summary judgment against them and the penalty phase the remaining penalty because like the state was doing it for like 250 million dollars in taxes or something like that mm. so we'll see what happens with that like because just... that would like trump's wealth is all in his properties he has no liquid capital he has equity in like trump tower and the various things he owns and if he can no longer own those things in the state of new york and those holdings have to be dissolved to pay the penalty and anything else, well, that mm-hmm. puts him even more cash strapped than usual. Yeah. Not that he's not getting funded by the Saudis or something, you know, but Russia. It's still just like, oh, hey, look, you're facing some sort of penalty potentially. Finally, we'll fucking to see, right? And... Mm. Again, like just... I'm just, I'm just hoping that the stress makes him croak or he pulls a Bud Dwyer. Uh, like I'm just save us some trouble and like actually believing might actually have consequences and it's not just ha i'll get out of this in the end wahaha just like everything else so yeah so yeah the news whatever doctor who man though i like fucking doctor who it's pretty good (laughs) it's been running forever it is 60th anniversary i know it's just like you talk about all this other stuff and it's like hey here's some real world stuff we're like hey there might be some consequences then like reality sets and it's like yeah we'll fucking wait and see yeah Yeah. basically we keep getting these teasers and it's like you know why can't i just get fucked by 14 werewolves instead of caring about the what's going on in the world Mm. i remember when i was young and i didn't super care about politics 
And now it's like, fuck, I'm old and I know how much a toilet costs. And now I have to realize, like, the politics can affect me and my friends. Oh, mm-hmm. at least ahead of us being down at uh, out on the Brazos last next week, there a federal judge did rule that Texas's drag ban was unconstitutional. Good. So that's on hold. And because that was actually like one of my mom's major concerns and one of mine, too, because I'm just like, man, one, I don't want to have to fucking send any Baptist to meet Jesus early because of like they get dangerous protesters and stuff but also mm-hmm. like the cops coming in like oh you're dressed in drag around like this person and ah you know i don't want to have to be part of a stonewall riot i mean i will throw a brick at a cop but i'd rather not have to mm-hmm. so yeah. like it's just like all this this shit and like ah i'd rather like i would much rather have to be able to stick my head in the sand and talk about video games and doctor who and starfield and its lack of bethesda toilet skeletons but unfortunately we live in the real world and uh we're in our 40s so real world affects us a lot more so it we are past an hour 20 on the raw fuzz and i see you looking at your watch oh i I got a message from kyle um and uh yeah he's already listened to this episode oh fun like it's great he's been getting a direct feed (laughs) Uh and he's like oh there was a UFL cosplayer at Folsom. I hope he got fucked in the street. You can relay that to Kyle or he'll hear it. Anyway. He'll hear it. As, yeah. <laughs> just, just, you know, time loops going on here. So yeah, apparently that was also this last couple weeks ago or whatever. And people are like, boy, howdy. There sure are people getting their ass ate in Folsom Street and like well what if people didn't consent to see that it's like well you went to Folsom Street you dumbass what did you expect <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, be crying is too gay exactly so why don't we wrap this up and uh, this will be a very chaotic like a episode Let's wrap this uh, up well, that's where you tie a knot in it uh, southpawscast at gmail.com to tell us we're terrible <laughs> um, patreon.com slash southpawscast to give us a dollar um you can join our Telegram fan chat. That's still going well. That's where you can find us most of the time, uh, because we're there every day posting art and stories and articles. Oh, did articles. you see the other day where one dude was like, was like, you're here or something? He's like, I've always been here. It's like, yeah, it's just you, you always lurk a bit more. I'm the more active participant. I've always been here, Mr. Torrance. Well, that's what I, I said. I was like, I've always been here. It's like, you don't post much. It's like, no, I lurk. Mm-hmm. But he, he acted like I... I, I disappeared. Came... Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's no, like no this I, isn't just the sovereign telegram power hour right like, here I'm just for all the sovereign fans sovereigns created their own little empire yes yeah, where well. i flashbang people with feral porn sometimes like oh you're getting too complacent dog cock knots you post a chat at say my name I, you know just all of here that know. like that discussion in the chit chat patty whack like yes. oh no don't draw my character in a starfleet uniform <laughs> yeah. that would be the worst <laughs> <laughs> oh no this chick cat is on a oh no they're on the cerritos <coughs> man i'd love to see her try and do something in the the lower deck in style. the style oh yeah that'd be, that'd be great. well there you go that's your next ych um so yeah you can find us there online i will include the links to those podcasts that we mentioned earlier in the show it's q anonymous and also uh you're wrong about yes which are good primers on tim ballard and the sound of freedom and all that bullshit like 
I think Behind the Bastards has done episodes on that as well. They just have too many goddamn ads in their show, really. That's just my opinion. Uh, the dollop has more. Yeah, it's still annoying. Anyways, uh, so <laughs> use our coupon code NOT at AdamandEve.com. I think it still works. Uh, for Planet.com, buy some books. There, that's our ad. BadDogBooks.com, buy some ebooks. Like, shill, 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 because like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What coupon code are we getting, Fuzz? Do we get any kickbacks for all the shilling we do? No. <laughs> the, just the, the awe of my presence. You get to hear about cool new shit, like, when we get proofs occasionally. Yeah. That's right. Um... Though actually, like, unrelated to anything y'all are carrying, I was very excited to see that show The Rose Spegula Possum and 609 Volume 2 by Brayburn have gotten proofs recently, and I'm like, ah, yes, that will be available soon. Oh, shit, thank you for reminding me I need to reply to Club Possum's <laughs> email about that. Yeah, I, I want to get a physical copy of that one, too, oh, because we'll have I them. really we'll love have her them. comics, so that's coming uh, She soon. offered me, she's like, you could buy 50 because I set those aside for distributors, and I was like, oh, you sweet summer child, we're going to need at least twice that. If not but that's more. a good start. But Yeah, that's a good start. Head pats, call your printer. <laughs> I mean, shit, how many copies of Passing Love we've just sold distributorship shit. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right, so yeah, we're going to wrap this episode up before we get talking furry, con, furry business again. Um, so on that note, good night. And beta zoids taste delicious.